0: Particularly, we've had some very high-profile fund managers like Stanley Druckenmiller and Miller stand up and say that the risk-reward for equities is maybe as bad as he's ever seen in his career. What's your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I look, I'd I, say whether I agree or disagree. I think, you know, you saw the market rebound, um, and the market has now reached a point where it's maybe thinking um, this is going to go on for longer, therefore – Um, we're going to have economic uh, growth uh, subpar for longer than they expected. So equity prices um, are probably slightly overvalued. The the flip of that, of course, is liquidity. And where do you put your cash when interest rates are at zero? Um, A return on that means that there is some appetite still to buy into equities because of their potential yield. So it is a challenging environment, but um, hard-pressed to see that... uh, at the valuations we're currently seeing in some of the uh, equity markets, you would consider to be a lot of upside. Um, of course, unless, of course, we get this V-shape, which
2: um, more and more appears to be unlikely at this point in time.
0: Toby, thanks very much. Have a great weekend. That's Toby Lawson, Head of Global Markets at the City General Australia. You're listening to Money Talk on RTHK Radio 3. And down in Australia, the ASX 200 is up 1% at the moment. The Nikkei 225 in Japan is uh, rallying about 3 quarters of a percent at the open. The Cosby in South Korea are up a quarter of a percent and the Hang Seng is going to follow suit. It's probably going to open about 160 points or so higher in an hour's time. And in the commodity markets. Brent crude oil, $31.16 a barrel. Gold having a nice rally these days. It's at $1,732 an ounce right now. And that's it for me this week. Do have a great weekend. Stay tuned for Back Chat with Hugh Chiverton and Andrew Work. After the news, the weather forecast, hot with sunny periods and isolated showers. Maximum temperature is going to be about 32 degrees and the outlook is for it to be hot in the next couple of days. The weather will remain unsettled next week and then heavy showers and squally thunderstorms on Monday to Tuesday. Temperature right now, 28 degrees and it's 85% relative humidity. The time right now, 8.32. Time for the half-hour news with Samantha Butler.
3: A whistleblower and virus expert has warned US politicians that without a coordinated science-based response to COVID-19, America faces what he called its darkest winter in modern history. Dr Rick Bright told a congressional committee that unless the national strategy improved, a resurgence of the virus combined with seasonal flu could cause unprecedented deaths.
4: We are facing a highly transmissible and deadly virus, which not only claims lives, but also disrupts the very foundations of our society. The American healthcare system is being taxed to the limit. Our economy is spiraling downward, and our population is being paralyzed by fear, stemming from a lack of a coordinated response and a dearth of accurate, clear communication about the path forward.
3: President Trump described Dr. Bright's testimony as that of an angry employee. The Republican chairman of the U.S. Senate Intelligence Committee is stepping down from the role while he's investigated for alleged insider trading. Richard Burr is accused of using inside information to sell shares before markets plunged because of fears of an economic crisis caused by the coronavirus. Here's the BBC's Tara McKelvey.
4: Senator Richard Burr, a Republican from North Carolina, sold off stock that was worth nearly a million dollars shortly before the market cratered. During that time, Mr. Burr was being briefed on the spread of the coronavirus in Asia, and investigators are looking closely at what he learned during those briefings and whether that information led to his decision to sell the stocks. Agents with the Federal Bureau of Investigation showed up at his house on Wednesday and collected his phone. Mr. Burr has said he's done nothing wrong, but Democrats
3: have called for his resignation. The largest coronavirus survey of households in England suggests only one in 400 people had the infection in the first two weeks of this month. Swab tests were carried out on 10,000 people at home for the Office for National Statistics. Health workers were six times more likely than other people to get the illness. You're listening to the news on RTHK.
5: Good morning and welcome to Back Chair. I'm Hugh Chiverton and your <clears throat> co-host today is Andrew Work. Andrew, good morning to you. Good morning to Liberal studies today. Carrie Lamb said at the beginning of the week that some people are feeding school children in the city false and biased information that's important to protect students from being poisoned. The Education Bureau added that there'd be much concern from different bodies over the liberal studies content, teaching materials and assessment methods and they would announce uh, more concrete ways for the subject to move forward. So, it's time to talk about Liberal Studies. Should there, for example, be textbooks? Should there be a curriculum? Is a review appropriate after ten years of this new subject? Is Liberal Studies, in short, radicalising young people and leading to riots and even terrorism? Let us know your thoughts. You can leave a message on our Facebook page, Bankchat and RTHK Radio 3. You can email us, bankchat at rthk.hk or you can give us a call. Our number is 233-88266, And later we're going to be talking about uh, local sport, uh, football in in particular, uh, when can it resume as the uh, situation improves uh, in Hong Kong? Joining us for our first topic, we have with us now Dr. John Tan, uh, former and first Chief Curriculum Development Officer in Liberal Studies at the Education Bureau. Uh, Dr. Priscilla Lung, Business and Professionals Alliance legislator, and also an associate professor in the School of Law at City University, and Chan Hei Tung, who is a secretary of the Professional Teachers Union and a Liberal Studies teacher. And Ip Kin Yuen, the lawmaker, will be joining us later in. In the programme after the news at uh, nine o'clock. Let's go straight into the discussion. Um, Dr Tan, good morning to you. Good morning. Thank you very much indeed for joining us. I think, what okay, it seems that apart from what... Um, uh, Carrie Lam was saying about the education sector in general. Uh, she said there is a kind of time to look at the review, what's been going on with, uh, with liberal studies, and uh, it's a fairly kind of loose subject. It doesn't really have a strict curriculum, doesn't really have textbooks, and maybe it's time to just sort it out a little bit. Um, do you agree with that? Do you think there's an argument for that? The subject has been implemented
6: for over 10 years and it's very reasonable to, to have a major review uh, upon the subject whether the um, original aims of the subject which can be summarized into ABC as we said more than a decade ago awareness broadening and um, critical thinking are still being achieved through professional means in delivering the subject in the school but I'm afraid the set of ABC objectives are now being a uh, obstructed or, or is the effectiveness of teaching the subject to achieve these uh, objectives are being negatively uh, hampered by another set of ABC factors assess problems in assessment problems in balance in handling the subject at a governmental level and problems of concepts the lack of concepts in the curriculum which passed partly leads to the impression that you just mentioned is a loose subject so I think it's, it's it's appropriate
4: time to review the subject. And do you think that review should be an open-ended review? Just let's look at everything, or should a review have some kind of uh, a thing, an kind of objective to it? Like, how do we introduce more structure, or how do we formalize the curriculum, uh, or do you think it should just be an open-ended review?
6: It should be a focused review. It, it, it's not an open-ended thing uh, because it, this review is. Um, is uh, being conducted under the recommendation of a task force which uh, looks at the overall curriculum review. So um, it should look at assessment, it should look at how the um, assessment can better, can more truly reflect the um, objectives of the curriculum, which is not the case, I'm I'm afraid to say, at at the moment. And also look at how the originally designed concepts underlying the uh, questions of inquiry in the curriculum can be more focused and explicitly stated in the curriculum. So, the, so students and teachers w- wouldn't have this impression of, well, I'm trying to g- guess, I'm trying to g- grasp whatever relevant in the newspapers that may fit into the inquiry question so that I can tip um, 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 correct, uh, tip the probable uh,
4: uh, questions that appear in the public examination papers. Mm-hmm. That shouldn't be the case. Yeah. And I mean, is it possible to have a normal review for this? Like if you have a review for math, the mathematics curriculum or the sciences curriculum, uh, I'm sure it's you know entirely education professionals who look at it. They come up with something. The review largely goes unremarked outside of the uh, world of education. But with this liberal studies, uh, it seems like a review like this is going to be highly politicized. Who gets to be on the task force uh, if exam, are given more direction? Is it, is it going to be a completely different process for this subject compared to other ones? Intrinsically,
6: I think it's not very different from the review of, of other um, subjects in the school curriculum. Um, but with the CE um, um, explicitly uh, highlighting her her vision of the review, that's, that's the balance problem that I mentioned uh, among the current ABC problems. Mm. Um, the intrinsic problems are highly pedagogical and assessment related. They are professional issues. But if at the top level of the government, they focus, they prefer to focus on um, some problems. They are problems, but they are related to a minority of teachers or a minority of schools or a minor, minority of students Uh as found out with evidence, uh, ho- hopefully uh, through the media, that kind of politicizing is going to take away the positive energy and the professional directions set towards the, uh, the review. Mm. And this kind of uh, lack of balance can hamper the work not only in the review committee, but also in the Education Bureau. Because they are working very hard to deal with the already complicated issues in assessment and the lack of concepts in the curriculum.
5: Because my impression is that both sides are going to say this is politicized. Um, people are going to say this is the you know the government stepping in because of uh, because uh, because th- this has been leading to un- unrest and everything and turning students' minds. And they uh, you know and then other people will say it's been politicized the other way. How do you? talk down both sides? The um,
6: hypothesis that the subject has radicalised people had already been refuted by uh, uh, high quality research done by Professor Chiu at the Chinese University, I think four to five years ago. So uh, it's really not necessary
5: to discuss... You might think so. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Leung, uh, Priscilla Lern, good morning to you. Okay.
7: I think uh, if you have chance to uh, trace my articles since 2009 uh, when I started to be a legislator, we have never stopped giving our very constructive comments to this new subject at that time. I being a parent of two children who started to be um, your laboratory experimental sample of one of the um, subjects which is compulsory I did see there are a lot of problems, even in terms of education, teaching, examination model. But our ideas have never been listened by the government. And it is just so evasive that the problem is foreseeable. If, if, you, you, if not now, yeah. not even after Occupy Central, we started to cry out our criticism because it's a new subject. What happened is, first of all, they make it compulsory. It took away a lot of choices of the candidates who take the DSE and they have to spend a lot of time in this very loosely structured course, which they are so ambitious to put everything there. And then they even cannot ascertain a clear syllabus and which will determine the fate and career future of all dsg candidates for science students some of them are not interested in spending so much time they would like to take other choices in the examination what's the connection between
5: that and occupy central
7: and they they also decrease the weight of chinese history putting it like they put six subjects They put everything in this liberal studies which actually i don't i i I tell you it completely of course it is such foreseeable that they cannot set their original goal however it became a subject that there are too many stakeholders from the beginning they scorn teachers who are not uh, in this area like even from physics chemistry to teach this course and then later on they have no syllabus and so teachers have pieces cutting of different kind of newspaper of course from our evidence from the first first, first five years and 10 years uh, okay Ms. Most, priscilla most, lung priscilla most lung most hello hello paper cut those newspaper okay. commentary against the government leaving just very little corner of comments from the other side okay
5: priscilla, priscilla lung i think the the, the, the points you were raising are kind of what you might call yeah professional technical pedagogical ones but you did mention Occupy Central you said even after Occupy Central what's the connection because maybe this is uppermost in your mind or, or principal in Let your mind. Let me tell you what's the connection with o- I, Occupy Central? I,
7: my comment about this course is since 2009 when I remember when I was parent I revised the subject with my child when he is only in a Form 3 or 4, you are talking about referendum already. They even don't have the background of many fundamental theories. They are already talking about very controversial topics in English, okay? Because those good schools, they squeeze these ideas into the English commentaries. And I already realized that for education, it's not the way to teach high school students. However, later on, it's even worse like like the uh, the teachers federation union i think uh the other gentleman would would speak for they actually you know in 2014 i i received the well, some of the studies uh, uh guidelines which were prepared by this teachers union 90 percent are talking about how to participate occupy central in their version one so i could not bear this kind of um, uh, study materials i spoke up in the legislative council later on they amended for version two and then they include some i think about 10 percent of the comments like people like us who disagree with occupy central who disagree with unlawful way to express their view so this kind of very heavy-loaded materials are allowed, it, and they say this is freedom.
5: Okay, but okay well, let, let's go to Chan, Chan Hei-Tung, Secretary of the Professional Teachers Union and Liberal Studies teacher. Good morning to you.
7: The parents, we, yeah. pa- we lay our trust yeah. into the schools. Yeah, okay. However, they disappointed us, and they allow very, very uh, line, biased
5: teachers uh, okay. to have the room. Yeah, Priscilla Long. can you hang on? Yeah, Chan Hei-Tung.
7: Yeah,
4: nice to meet you.
5: Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, do you want to react? Do you agree with uh, what uh, uh, Dr. Long was saying there, Priscilla Lung? Hey, so I'll the ending
4: first, because she has mentioned so many
1: points. And uh, about the occupying Central, I don't, I don't see the connection between the teaching package and the movement itself. And there are studies uh, about the incentive of the students uh, for political participation. It has been pretty bad. Uh, for students who are engaged or interested in liberal studies, they are more likely, uh, according to Professor Stephen chu Wing kai uh, they are more likely to participate in institutionalized, like, election-based campaign rather than radical movement on the street. So if we talk about, like, what happened last year or Occupying Central, uh, the connection between liberal studies and all those events will be quite loose or weak. And what Professor Luang just arguing is simply some finding of her on liberal studies. Maybe we have got some uh, misunderstanding in history, but I don't, I don't see the point that all these events are linked up with the subject.
7: You're, you're... I tell you, some of the schools have 12 teachers teaching liberal studies. Because it's a compulsory subject, teachers from other areas are compelled to, to, to go to these teach liberal studies, which from the beginning they are unfamiliar with. Also, students are taking away their choice not to take this subject as a compulsory subject. It's unfair, okay. and in terms of the substance, I tell you, we actually we are responsible for our community. The I have with you
1: system, actually, I've no.
7: never listened to I'm our concerned
1: media. about a career... I've and
7: they are so evasive, well. and I call for them, not only listening to... But the, not the point of the problem You have to listen to parents, how they feel about their children after they take this subject, how... We actually... Fortunately, I am the parent, so I really have the chance to read different kind of materials, which... I complain about our government, who have not taken a due diligence in ensuring proper materials to be distributed in different kinds of schools. And they are even talking about deregulating until we object, you know. I, but I really don't yeah, know the I understand whether they ignored, deregulate right? in a sense that they said they would not pay attention to this. They just let the school principal. And later on, I received so many complaints from parents. We went to complain uh, to the school principal, and the school principal said that it is only left to the particular teacher until we took evidence with video, with record, that the teachers, some teachers even use a vowel language to teach the course. Mm. And then Again, we says, are talking about are balance, so
5: presenter. Okay, balance. Okay, The Dr. Tamp- you say. Okay, actually-
6: the Bureau already has uh, mechanisms to, to detect and to uh, even to solve these problems through uh, this periodical inspections, focus inspection on the subject or uh, external school review of the whole school curriculum. So mechanisms are in place and before we launched the subject back in uh, 2009, we conducted numerous numbers of large-scale parent consultation sessions. I think more than more than 2,000 uh, parents participated in those uh, consultation sessions held in the Queen Elizabeth Stadium. So parents' uh, views are of, always taken seriously, um, uh, yeah. both by the Bureau and by the Curriculum Development Committee. Uh, but if individual that's problems that's happen in individual schools, I agree with the CE that there should be school-based mechanisms. For, uh, first, at the panel level, the peer teachers and then the subject uh, uh, panel chairman and the school principal to, to gatekeep the quality of teaching and teaching
4: materials and assessment in the school. Mm. I mean, there, there is a, you know, Dar- Dr. It's, Lung I'm sure is a know. lightning rod for hmm. certain for types. For whole course,
7: for representing the general view of many parents, <laughs> but as a parent myself, I have written so many complaints with evidence to the Education Bureau. You say in 2009, it was the first year that you launched that subject. Did you later on receive our letter complaining the implementation problem? Did you take any kind? We give you like more than 10 recommendations. Received and replied as far as I
4: remember. Yep. Uh, Dr. Lung, I'm sure you're a lightning rod for certain types of complaints, but, uh, you know, you don't see hundreds of thousands of parents out protesting exactly. the curriculum, but you do see them out in the streets when they want to introduce something like national, so-called national education. I mean, it's, I but know in other I schools outside the international education. schools, you they have similar courses, like the INSO courses that are also you mandatory. i
7: very scared because so. I'm talking about education. I did not mention politics. I tell you, as a parent, we feel so disappointed. We have high expectations for this course in 2009 because you take away a lot of education time and put it as compulsory. But at the end, you did not provide us the qualification. And the market is very disappointed with the qualification and quality you provide in this course as a compulsory subject, which force every candidate to take without giving the the children the
1: choice. Okay, Mr. Chan? It's not the truth, yeah. Let me... Uh, in response to her point about the career, the matter of choice, actually, as a professor, I don't see why. Professor, I do not understand that the student. As a frontline teacher, I understand what the student or parents are thinking. The key is the entry requirement of the university. So right now, we are talking about, like, the best five subjects, best six subjects, right? So it's the key, uh, it's the fundamental reason why the student would try to Take less elective because they find that if they take like three or four electives, they have got no advantage when they are like competing with others in terms of university places. Liberal study as a compulsory subject, usually students would aim at, for example, a level two or level four, which would not take a lot of the time. And if we look at the survey of MTO, we will find out that the pressure from Liberal study actually continuously for a few years already to be a lower subject. I'm not all compulsory of all the subjects in VIT. So if you talk about that, like uh, LF is pushing, forcing the student to study, take away their time, it's totally not true. Maybe from a parent's perspective, I understand that if there is, like, one less subject, like, less pressure, less concern. But the point is, what kind of education should we provide for our next generation? Right? So, for example, in LS, there are some unique elements that should not be missed out. Professor Lung or Dr. Chen also talk about critical thinking. And we want the uh, student to have a broad knowledge base to concern about the society. This kind of quality should be shown in the LS curriculum and it cannot be replaced so far. Um, as a people teacher, I can see that through the assessment, through the skills based training or issue inquiry. generation before 2009, it didn't have before, and the quality of them will be quite outstanding when we compare the previous generation. Maybe that's a threat to certain politicians, but I don't think it's uh, doing any harm to the Hong Kong society as a whole.
5: Well, yeah.
1: Lung, Lung.
7: But, yeah, that's Chen, yeah. Let me tell you, my undergraduate major is political science, okay? So I do see the problem you provide for the high school students... <clears throat> You just piecemeal. They don't have the fundamental. What, what I first voice out in 2009 is the choice. The choice given back to the student, to the candidate, your course doesn't deserve to be a compulsory subject. And give back the choice. To the students who are interested in the subject. And I think this kind of subject to come back to pass and fail or just let them listen to this. This is like they are talking about news and the teacher themselves. I, I, I understand, you know, because you have to put this subject as compulsory. Some of the teachers are scorned from other major. They are not specialized in this subject. And at the end, you know, teachers have to grab a newspaper as the teaching material, I would like to come back to a reasonable uh, review. First of yeah, all, reasonable this subject review. is so controversial now. Parents are so disappointed, and we do not want to see this subject to be some compulsory subject for education, for examination. If you could prove yourself to satisfy the public... Let me you would me not get this 000 kind 000. of controversy.
5: Okay, Mr. Chan. And the controversy started in 2009, I told you, because... Didn't
7: okay, yeah, yeah, go on, Mr. Chan, go ahead. Yeah, uh, for the whole
1: new uh, senior form curriculum, actually, the Hebrew studies is the core base of every other subject. So if you remove it from the whole curriculum, uh, from the whole D F E actually, the whole curriculum itself would have to be reformed. It. And the international qualification kind of would be have to uh reorganized. So it would be a chaotic structure for the whole Hong Kong education system. And I don't see the real point of it. But for other options like a path of fail or the teaching material problem of course we can talk about it. But so far we have found out that the seventh grade system in DSC is functioning well. And the university find out that uh, actually the five-star students, people study, actually have got their qualities that we nurture. And uh, if you, uh, Professor Lung, you really have a question, doubt, on our assessment criteria, actually you can look into the HAEA presentation and how they stream the student in the different grades. I as a professional teacher, I find they have done a really good job. Uh, yeah, and I I drew, the main point of it is to like, totally put in the path of failed system, which would put extra pressure to the student and teachers, because they have to readjust to the curriculum assessment requirement again. Okay, let, let me com- the, yeah, yeah, yeah.
6: yeah Tan? Let me comment on the, uh, the point about a parent and the politicization of the subject. Uh, pa- uh, it's not a phenomenon that I'm totally happy about, but parents in Hong Kong are very practical. Now, with a so called passing rate achieving level two in liberal studies, approaching 90% of all the candidates, the subject itself is not a, 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 an obstacle. For for the students who enter local universities. And
7: and also, when you
6: look at um, the situation um, in 2009 or 2007, 2008, when the subject was launched, it was controversial. There was a lot of discussion, but there wasn't any negative labeling of people or negative labeling of. organisations or even the subject being used as an instrument um, to blame others in, in the streets. Now, that has changed now. So the subject is not immune from the political forces operating in Hong Kong society that has changed drastically, drastically from 2008 to, to to 2020. So it's it's a reflection of the overall okay. political atmosphere. All right, right, Mr. it
5: You got you got 20 seconds. Oh now she's done. Can't be done. <laughs> no, Can't be done. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Florida. Okay. Well, thanks very much indeed for for, for joining us. So, Dr. Sam will will stay with us, uh, and uh, I think we'll, we'll be joined. We hope uh, after nine o'clock by Ape Yun, the education sector lawmaker. Th- goodbye for the moment uh, to uh, Dr. Priscilla Long, uh, Professor Long uh, from the Business and Professionals Alliance, also associate professor in the School of Law at the City University, and as we heard, a parent and uh, Chan Hei Tung, who's secretary of the Professional Teachers Union and uh, a Liberal Studies uh, teacher. And uh, thanks for all the, the emails uh, as well. We will get. To those, I think, uh, after the news uh, at nine we are also going to be talking about uh, local sports and the return of football, we hope, uh, to Hong Kong after the news at nine. Before that, the latest weather information, it's going to be hot today, sunny periods, and a few isolated showers, temperatures today up to about 32 degrees. Uh, The outlook hot in the next couple of days. The weather will remain unsettled next week, and there'll be heavy showers and squally thunderstorms on Monday and Tuesday. 28 degrees now, humidity is at 83%. Jets to come and pick up their babies. But for now, most are only seeing their newborns on specially arranged video calls.
3: You're listening to the news on RTHK. <laughs>
5: Welcome back, this is Back Chess on a Friday morning. We're talking about uh, Liberal Studies. We have with us Dr John Tan, former and the first Chief Curriculum Development Officer in Liberal Studies in the Education Bureau. Uh, And uh, Priscilla Lung is uh, still with us uh, for another five minutes or so. Uh, uh, Dr Lung, Professor Lung from the Business and Professionals Alliance, a legislator, also Associate Professor in the School of Law at City University. And we're also joined now by Ipke Nguyen, who's the lawmaker who represents the education sector. Uh, We want to hear from you as well. Call us on 233 88 or drop us an email or comment on our Facebook page. Okay, quick look at, at comments. Um, TC on Facebook says, using a phrase commonly used by pro-China individuals to describe what the colonial government did in Hong Kong during the 1990s, C.H. Tung placed a landmine by creating liberal studies. This was an uncomfortable compromise to abolishing history as a compulsory subject. Specifically, the SAR government wants to avoid teaching sensitive subjects in Chinese history, especially after 1949. So C.H. Tung built the platform for Hong Kong students to be poisoned, in inverted commas. Interestingly, I have yet to see anyone anyone. Teachers or principals respond to Carrie Lam's claims in Liberal Studies. After all, she took a pretty big swipe at the education sector. Furthermore, this is another moment when I I sneer at people who desire to stay apolitical. Anything that involves the government is political. Education policy is no exception, as it's the government who decides what to teach... And uh, how? Uh, Sid says, if Priscilla Lung is so unsatisfied and angry to the courses and education system, she should send her children to Shenzhen and be a propaganda ambassador of the Chinese mainland system. Mm. Tom says, uh, if the Liberal Studies Programme in Hong Kong are in fact teaching secondary school students to protest, that's a mistake. Younger people may not be able to see through the slogans and utopic virtual si- virtue signalling and guess at the presence of self-seeking motivations of people encouraging them. When people get older, they realise everyone us everything for a uh, reason and uh, in response uh, to uh, that comment uh, from uh, Tom uh, we had a message from Matthew where's that? on, which I'll get to uh, in due course. Here we are. So uh, Matthew says, uh, today uh, Tom opines that if Liberal Studies is really teaching students to protest then that's a mistake. Tom, if you wish to position yourself as a logical, sensible middle-of-the-road, pro-government voice then you'll need to use more skill in your commentary and definitely also a bit of sense and logic. Uh, Sure, it really is a mistake from the CCP's perspective to teach children to have a broad perspective think critically and stand up for their rights. However, if, for example, the American ...or South African education systems... ...had provided a young Martin Luther King... ...or Nelson Mandela with similar skills... ...would you also label that as a mistake? Um, Tim says... ...I would be interested for you to raise the question... ...to Priscilla Lung... ...that she doesn't support the teaching of liberal arts... ...which basically communicates all different perspectives... ...and thoughts... ...and yet she is a strong advocate of forcing... ...through China national education... ...and that seems to be hugely hypocritical... Uh, I also think she's quite rude in terms of not listening to other opinions such as Dr Tam and trying to dominate a debate. That's a a view which is expressed in about five other uh, messages as well from uh, different people. Uh, And finally, Alan says there's a big push from the usual suspects to find someone to blame for the protests. It's the Americans, it's school teachers, it's RTHK, Jimmy Lai, Martin Lee. Priscilla Lung is doing this now about the awful biased teachers, all no doubt in the pay of the NED stroke CIA. Must always be a plot by some evil persons to undermine the government. They could never admit that Hong Kong people can think for themselves that they're tired of the BS from the government. So by finding a scapegoat, they can keep ignoring the actual cause of the protests that people are telling them very clearly. It comes um, from uh, Alan. Ipkin Yoon, good morning to you. Good morning. Uh, can we have a kind of a professional, cool-headed look at um, the successes and failures of uh, liberal studies? That's not too much to ask for, is it? Yep. I think well,
2: we need a sensible and very calm mind to look at the issue. Uh, nowadays I think well, uh, there are a, a lot of uh, discussions about the subject and some of them simp- uh, try attempt to uh, simplify the whole thing into you know, liberal studies as being made u- used by some teachers who are ill-intentioned, who are uh, you know, spreading uh, something wrong to the students. But I, I doubt that uh, it, whether that is the case. You know that the situation is, I know, we just look at uh, you know, schools and teachers uh, all around the world. I think uh, most schools, most teachers, are trying to do the best for the students' well-being. Uh, and the professionalism behind the teaching of liberal studies requires teachers to be very to, uh, uh, to present to students uh, the whole picture and different perspectives, and to ask students to argue and and have their own independent thinking and independent judgment at so, uh, the end. So, and and the subject is not aimed at persuading students to do anything. No, uh, well, uh, some people, are, uh, liberal studies is to push the students to go to the street to protest. <clears throat> but that is not the case. Uh, no, the, the main, most of the teachers, I think, well, the main target is to get, uh, their students, uh, high grade in the public examination instead. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so the, I, I think the accusation, uh, sometimes I think comes from imagination rather than, uh, facts. Actually, I think well, um, uh, Carrie Lam blamed uh, the subject liberal studies to spread fake uh, information to the students. Mm-hmm. I don't know why she made such a no I think ridiculous accusation. The te- uh, uh, there are a, a lot of fake news, fake information in the society right mm-hmm. uh, now uh, on the web or whatever. and teachers uh, actually the best agents to inform the students the right thing and to uh, ask the students to think twice before they believe anything. So I think school is more reliable than other uh, social agencies in uh, 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 nurturing uh, the kind of critical mind of the students who can differentiate what is right and what is wrong, what is fake and what is correct yeah. that's my yeah. criticism on, on, on her remarks. Priscilla? Yeah, uh, thank you for referring
7: to me. I'm not trying to be rude. But I know, yip can. you know the reason. Don't hide the reason. You know it. You can read newspaper. You know in the past 10 years, there are so many parents who do not accept the liberal studies Call it quality that in many schools they have not satisfied what they expect in this compulsory course. Not only the political side, but most importantly is the education. You even cannot ensure such a high number of teaching hours are given. the classes are provided by qualified teachers in I, let me tell you, even ten percent of unqualified teachers who now we've got the evidence, they they put their their, their uh, views in the in their own Facebook social media, their hatred against the police, and now even knowledge, basic knowledge about like sort of, Opium War and even the Japanese occupation, will be twisted. Hey, please address this. Honestly. But you, you get one we post, one post from one teacher I, among thirty thousand some odd. I am saying that you give us back the choice. Mm. I am not, I am not defending the government at all in terms of education. They have done a lousy job. Apart from giving money, what else have they done in monitoring such kind of courses, new courses which both teachers, students, as well as parents, in particular also now the public already told you we are very dissatisfied and you are saying you are providing a course that many students in the examination already get high grade what are you talking about it's not a transaction i am already providing you an in an intermediate way out is to
4: Make it an elective choice. Here, here, here's a question no, for Dr. Tan so I, so based on that.
7: The
4: yeah, yeah. Uh, question to Dr. A Tan based on this. Subject? If it is core to the curriculum, does that also mean that it's been designed for local and international universities in mind? If you made this optional, would it impact on the overall curriculum and the acceptability of the DCSC for international and local universities
6: the core subject status um, at that
4: time largely
6: depended on the acceptance of the local universities for the international recognition that was largely the work of the um, exams and assessment authority uh, which uh, went to different countries and, and negotiated with the different countries admission university admission system to recognize this subject and benchmarked it i think on that front they did it quite successfully
4: you can't just take it out.
7: So why, why don't you make it an elective course before I tell you?
4: Because then the program we won't be acceptable to, to universities.
7: We really have major in political science in our university. In terms of high school students, you just need the general knowledge, be exposed fairly to different kind of, of discussion. discussions. Even in my time, we have debate in different kind of issues, social issues, people are interested and we do not need to be compelled to take as a compulsory course in our examination entrance examination to university. Why are you taking away our choices? Here,
5: Kenyon?
2: I think if you think that uh, the the subject is something wrong, uh, so you should abolish it. So why bother uh, turning it into an elective? Would
7: you think I that, don't mind uh, you to uh, abolish it. I am, just, I am just considering you guys, you have so many stakeholders there. I know so many teachers are teaching the course, and we can give them chance. But you have to provide the quality. OK? So, if, if you, you don't if you have up, teachers who teach think... the course to ensure the quality, then make it an elective. Those teachers who are really qualified, and then those students who are really interested, then they go for the course.
4: But we don't Why want to do put university to acceptance make in jeopardy.
7: everyone studied the course, and then you don't have enough good teachers, and then you ask teachers from other areas to go on to that area to teach. You know, some school had 12 liberal studies teachers, while physics, biology, much less number. Why you deserve such kind of compulsory treatment in quotation? Forcing <laughs> upon <laughs> our young students.
2: I, I think your uh, reasoning and your solution uh, does not you know, uh, agree with each other. If you think that you you are arguing that you know uh, the is, is doing bad to the students, so if it is doing bad, it should be totally abolished. If you yes,
7: think right, that right, uh, like it I, can, I can be I, good you want for me to some students, their
5: okay, hang on to the, Yeah, so, yeah can um, you?
2: <laughs> so so if you think that uh, it, can, it can be good for some students, it should be good for other students as well. So it's not... An argument whether there's a cause of the, or or elective. Uh, I think, well, uh, if you think that, that liberal studies can be good, and actually, I think, well, uh, that can be good for all students. And, and and we ask the students to look at the world. You know, uh, traditionally, the education system is quite detached from real, uh, the reality of life. Uh, uh, so, uh, you know, the world of uh, of school education is quite detached. But the, lib- the subject of liberal studies uh, connects uh, what we are learning uh, and the reality uh, around us.
5: Ibkinian Ip- so Ip- Ip- I- Ip- isn't the reality that in the past 10 years or so, uh, the, the young people in Hong Kong have become extremely radicalised, more so than perhaps anywhere in the world. And they organise these mass protests and they participate in demonstrations, which are including sometimes very violent demonstrations uh, at an extraordinarily young age. Something is happening to young people. You're, and, you're and, right. And, and it's only natural to assume that education must play a part in that.
2: You're right, but uh, I think you have to understand that this is, it does not only happen to young people. It's the whole society across ages you no, know, even old people came out uh, and, and they took to the street mm. uh, and middle age uh, on the in, the in the central district you know, they are also, also demonstrating and I think uh, for young people of course you know young people are more energetic and or more enthusiastic so uh, a, a higher percentage uh, is understandable uh, and this I, I have to argue that uh, this is not because the liberal pushed them. Uh, liberal studies help them to understand and to make their own judgment but uh, it doesn't uh, suggest any action uh, they should take and teachers are not supposed to uh, do that kind of thing and so students because they understand well because they they are you no know, they're pushed by what the, the mistake done by committed by the government and also the police so they they are angry I think most of the people in Hong Kong are angry now. I, I think you most you, you you should see that that point. So uh, liberal studies uh, is now uh, no uh, no blamed uh, and is just like a kind of scapegoat because it is trying to deal with the re- real world. And so uh, uh, one of the possibility is to cut it off, cut off the educate school education from the reality and push the students back to the world of the books and don't come out and don't look at the reality and then they won't put
4: back. Okay, that was so the concern extreme. 15 years, 15 years,
7: years ago. ago. You don't push it so extreme. Your union uh, has I, uh, a uh, lot of responsibility in terms of this kind of twisting the reality and the problem of the course. I just want to call for your attention to the real issues both in terms of education and public expectation. I think now, we already, we are asking for the choice because you cannot provide enough good teachers for the course which gave more than 250 hours for teachers under very loose syllabus. And you cannot ensure the quality. If you cannot have enough good teachers make it back to an elective. An elective course would at least be reasonable to students who decided to take the course. And teachers, if they are teaching such course, they have to provide good enough syllabus as well as the way of teaching which I think the government must play a role to ensure to us, the public, why we need to give such kind of resources to such a controversial courses. And the government must play a role. If the government is avoiding evasive then we have to ask why? Why you have to put such a course with so many teaching hours to underage children and compelling them to take examination, which we also criticize the examination model with compulsory questions, putting controversial political issues in front of young students. What kind of issue, what kind of intention are these teachers uh, uh, trying to do? OK, let's,
5: let's give the last to word now to, equip to, to Dr. Tan. Yeah. Yeah, before
6: that? I leave, I must make yeah. this point clear. Mm-hmm. I, I do not agree at all with the notion that we do not have enough good liberal studies teachers. Actually, we have more than what we had 10 years ago, with more teachers being able to complete the liberal studies training programme. And um, what, we, what we do have, what we do not have is a good enough... Uh, public assessment uh, framework and processes that match the good quality teaching that should uh, have p- appear in the classroom more frequently and better. So I've, I hope the, the uh, discussion focus can be shifted back to the pedagogical issues of improving the public examination and improving the curriculum by incorporating concepts rather right, than being dominated by uh, these political issues which actually distract the energy and, and, and the time away from the review process.
5: Okay, some uh, emails to uh, finish off. Um, uh, as I say, quite a few about um, uh, Priscilla Lung and uh, talking too much. Uh, Just to uh, skip those. Um, Paul says, I noticed this discussion around liberal studies is very woolly. There's no clear definition. This, as far as I can tell, and I'm a father of three, is because liberal studies is all about getting the oughts out from student. I ought to be able to do this or that, rather than teaching what is right and wrong. Unfortunately, the default attitude of minors is rebellion towards authority, and when they are being taught how to follow what they ought to be able to do over what is right or wrong. Right and wrong, you end up with the sort of mayhem in the streets that was last year... That's uh, from Paul. Um, Jay says, here we go again, another lot of bumps from the government just to confuse the issue. Have they not noticed in the past ten years most school kids have telephones with media and general information? And as regards general studies, look at the propaganda that isn't true that we have on television. Get rid of the liberal studies, then the kids will have more time to complete their curriculum instead of disrupting family life with too much homework, then they can have a life. And stop brainwashing the kids with politics, the government and the Education Bureau is the problem. Get rid of the parasites, not the kids uh and uh, uh tara says Uh, Liberal Studies was designed for students to think critically and explore a variety of topics from different viewpoints. It doesn't fit the usual memorised material spit-back-on-exam system that is prevalent in Hong Kong. As a teacher in a local secondary school, I feel that at the root of all the objections that parents make to Liberal Studies is the fear that their high-flying child is disadvantaged in a subject that doesn't reward memorization of a syllabus. Mm. Furthermore, there are thousands of diligent Liberal Studies teachers who work hard to prepare their students for the wider world. Using the examples of a few bad apples ignores the true picture. That comes uh, from Tara. Uh, LK says, uh, the exam question controversy, this is uh, with the subject line rewriting history, brings to mind George Orwell's 1984 who controls the past, controls the future, who controls the present, controls the past. The government has made clear its intention to control the present narrative. They've arrested Apple Daily's publisher and are trying to evict RTHK, the two news organisations that consistently hold government and big business to Accounts Instead of a watchdog media, we'll have a lapdog media. That's bad news for all Hong Kongers. That comes from LK. And uh, Jay says, we have too many courses at school. There's not enough time for kids to study the curriculum. Therefore, the curriculum is completed by the student and the parents, or the student and the tutor at home. Thank you very much indeed for uh, all those comments uh, this morning. Uh, just a couple more here. Uh, this is from uh, Rich Rich. Rick, who says, uh, every time the government opens its mouth, it's scoring own goals. You don't need to look very far to find many sources of radicalism in Hong Kong, not to mention well-documented mainland interference. Stop blaming liberal studies. Rather pathetic. That comes from Rick. Thank you very much indeed to our guests this morning. To Dr. Uh, John Tan, uh, former and uh, first Chief Curriculum Development Officer and Liberal Studies at the Education Bureau. Thank you very much indeed. To uh, Priscilla a uh, Business and Professionals Alliance lawmaker and uh, Associate Professor at the City University. And to Kin Yun, who's a lawmaker who represents the education sector, functional constituency. Thank you all very much indeed for uh, joining us this morning and for everyone who commented as well. Finally today, talking of own goals, we wanted to turn to uh, football. Uh, we're joined now by uh, Tobias Zuso, He's a uh, 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 commentator for RTHK on, on football and also a lecturer in the Chinese University's uh, Global Studies Program and a founder of Offside.hk, the first English platform solely de- uh, dedicated to local football. Uh, Mr Zuso, good morning to you.
1: Good
5: morning. Thanks for having me. Uh, uh, Yeah, you're welcome. We wanted to talk about uh, uh, the season, uh, the prospects for the the football season and and maybe other sports as as well in Hong Kong. Now that things are gradually going back to normal and schools going back uh, one way or another and and so on, what's happening with, with the football league and the football scene? So, yeah, we see now a lot of leagues, especially in Europe,
1: that will resume very soon. But in Hong Kong, they had to make the decision quite early that they will only resume the league in August. Uh, Actually, there's two main reasons. First of all, uh, the sports associations here rely heavily on the LCSD. So if the venues are not open, they cannot have any trainings, they cannot have any competitions there. So there was a lot of uncertainty for them to plan ahead. Uh, The second reason for this, for this very late resumption, is actually the the contract. Uh, A lot of the clubs here, they only sign players for one year, and the contracts are set to expire at the end of May. So even a league extension was not really possible without adding a lot of financial burden to the clubs as well. So this is why they decided quite early on, in this case the Hong Kong Football Association, to only resume this season in August and we won't see any competitive football matches until then. And this is also just the earliest date it might resume again.
4: Is that, is that the normal start time for the league, is it in August the hottest time of the year?
1: Yeah, usually the new season would start at the end of August, at the beginning of September. Um, so this is why they will push the new season then to November. But want to finish the old season um, with yeah, within two months, starting from mid August, uh, to f- fit in all these fixtures that have been piled up over the last few months.
4: So, how many how many games and how many playoff games are we talking about to finish off the season?
1: Well, at the moment, uh, usually the Hong Kong Premier League has uh, ten clubs, but only seven will or seven have agreed to actually continue this season. Um, Three of them uh, said it was too much of a financial burden to, to add this to the already like, very limited budget. So we'll have seven teams that will finish off the season with, I think, another six to seven rounds remaining for them and uh, three cup finals that still have to be played. And then we will we'll then
3: determine who will can play in the Asian competitions for the next year as well. Uh,
4: so that's, that's the big prize here, isn't it, to see who gets to go through to the Asia-level competition?
1: Yeah, exactly. So this is the kind of crucial thing that has to be played out, and yeah, maybe then a little bit of money is also involved for the clubs that could proceed to these competitions.
4: Are all the other Asian countries finishing their what are they seasons doing? as well?
1: Well, uh, Hong Kong actually is quite unique in, in the situation that they are one of the few Asian places that still play a kind of um, two-year season, uh, starting in, in autumn, finishing in spring. Most um, of the other Uh, member associations in in Asia actually playing this uh, one-year season starting around March, April and then finishing around November. Mm. So now we have uh, uh, the K-League in Korea just started uh, last week. Uh, uh, The Taiwan Premier League has started uh, a couple of weeks ago already. And uh, the Chinese Super League is set to start in June uh, with a change in format, but yeah, also probably also without audience so everything behind closed doors um, at the moment but yeah, they are, they are slowly resuming their, their schedules.
5: And you, the Bundesliga is starting tomorrow, is that all right?
1: Yeah, that's correct as well. And they have a very heavy testing regime there. So they need to be tested several times a week. And then if there's any positive test, then that might put again their season in danger. Uh, I think uh, Germany will restart very soon. Czech Republic, Austria, they're all set for, for resumption in the, in the coming days.
5: What What's happening in Italy and Spain and uh, Premier League in UK?
1: I think Italy is still put on hold um, for La Liga. They have um, considered to resume games in June uh, without um, any audiences. And I think the English Premier League also is looking at the moment to resume the season in June. Um, But they are still quite cautious and, and want to wait if the figures go further down in the UK in the coming weeks.
4: So if you've if you've got the heavyweights like Italy and Britain and Spain kind of knocked out for for a little bit longer, is this going to give an opportunity for smaller leagues in other countries to pick up a fan base? Are people going to tune in to watch the Czechs play? Or
1: um, I, I wouldn't say a fan base, but uh, certainly a kind of interest that is increasing there. Um, I think you could also see that a lot of the I mean uh, betting companies, right? That they they have like a huge interest now. Uh, into all these smaller leagues that are the only place where people can place uh, their bets on at the moment and through this actually it creates a lot of more attention that they would usually get there was a huge focus on the Taiwan Premier League that uh, never existed before in in the last couple of weeks and also now the K League got a lot of attention for its resumption so yeah they will will get a little bit more of the global limelight I think in these few
5: weeks. Watching the matches without a crowd is quite weird isn't it? (laughs) Can they, yeah, yeah. What I mean, you know, is it are they just normal matches basically? Do you think it changes the character of the football at all?
1: I mean, for Hong Kong, it wouldn't change too much, right, to be honest.
5: Uh, <laughs> There's not many that there in the first place. It is yeah.
1: already quite low, but I, I noticed like some like some places, like for instance in in Korea, you see baseball games where they actually have even Zoom live feeds where where fans will be put on the on the video wall inside the stadium to cheer on uh, the oh, team. Okay. In Germany, you had like a, a few um, campaigns where you basically fans could buy a cardboard uh, cut out of themselves that will be put inside the stadium to fill a seat. <laughs> so I think like that some teams are quite creative and try to also like make make the best out of it and maybe also find new ways of getting income in. I think uh, again, like for a lot of leagues, the the, the crucial point is that uh, a lot of the ticket revenues will get lost as well, um, and yeah, that might be. A, a
5: problem for them. Hmm. Right, intriguing. OK, well, thank you very much indeed for, for joining us, uh, Tobias Zusa there. Uh, uh, founder of uh, Offside.hk uh, on the internet, the uh, first English-language platform solely dedicated to uh, local football. Worth checking out, also a lecturer in Chinese University's Global Studies Programme. Thanks very much indeed. Uh, Gabriel, in an email, says, it's not the subject itself that matters, but it's all about the people who teaches it. The so-called reform by Carrie Lam is doomed to fail. And uh, finally, Mike... You can't get away with a programme without Mike. Mike, in an email, says... Um This is addressed to Alan, who wrote an email yesterday. Mike says, Alan, full disclosure, please. Are you one of China's 50-cent army trolls or an overseas Demrat keyboard warrior? They often sound the same, even though as as enemies they have a common foe in President Trump. They, at times, speak the same using key words like conspiracy theorist and Trump lover, of which I am neither. Uh, But for one corrected source error, my theories are on sound ground. So as to make no mistake, I think that my president is at times an immoral, egotistical, loudmouth braggart that often tweets without thoughtfully processing before sending, not unlike yourself, but to be honest, has done more for Americans uh, than any president in my lifetime. The establishment and most globalists tremble at the thought of a second term for their agenda would be put back years. That said, isn't Backchat wonderful in that it has time for both of us and both of our opinions, something that China is trying to control? All of my comments yesterday were qualified. Questions that professionals are asking themselves, but factual points that are less often spoken about. For you to continue to request sanctioning of me and or alternate or opposing viewpoints without specific factual vetted points of your own makes me wonder if you might just be a little man frightened to call two three three I've been brightening the morning of listeners since Ralph Pickston, so adding Alan to my list of dissatisfied and happy snowflakes is really a pleasure have a nice day that comes from Mike have a nice weekend uh, everyone Andrew thank you very much my indeed. pleasure Hugh Uh, Thanks once again. To uh, our producer and uh, researcher uh, Michelle, leaving you now with the latest weather information. It's going to be hot today. Sunny periods and isolated showers forecast with temperatures up to about 32 degrees. Hot in the next couple of days and the weather remaining unsettled next week. There will in fact be heavy showers and squally thunderstorms later on Monday to Tuesday. 29 degrees now. Humidity 81 percent. To prevent pneumonia and respiratory tract infection, always keep hands clean and wash hands for at least 20 seconds put the lid down before flushing add water to u traps regularly cover your mouth and nose with a tissue when sneezing or coughing wear a mask and seek medical advice promptly if unwell fully cover your nose mouth and chin with a mask visit chp.gov.hk to learn more 934 the news with samantha butler
3: A whistleblower and virus expert has warned U.S. politicians that without a coordinated science-based response to COVID-19, America faces what he called its darkest winter in modern history. Dr. Rick Bright told a congressional committee that unless the national strategy improved, a resurgence of the virus combined with seasonal flu could cause unprecedented deaths. The Republican chairman of the U.S. Senate Intelligence Committee is stepping down from the role while he's investigated for alleged insider trading. Richard Burr is accused of using inside information to sell shares before markets plunged because of fears of an economic crisis caused by the coronavirus. And Australia is gradually easing restrictions in a bid to reopen the country's economy. But the state of Victoria will stay in lockdown until the end of May with a few relaxed rules. I'll have more news at 10 o'clock. Stand by for the brew. Uh,
4: sociology prof from the University of Set and Costume Design, great interpreter of Beethoven. By well. oh so shy, quiet, and retiring. God.